0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy Dylan Shore and we are going to carpool into cinema history Yeah, and, maybe. <laughs> and talk about the 1996 film of the same name starring Tom Arnold. Dylan, are you a carpooler? Are you an HOV lane kind of guy?
1: Oh, I love the HOV lane, man. Give it to me all day. Especially, for, like, for the most part, like, here in Los Angeles, it's pretty good. Sometimes you'll get backed up in that lane, too, with traffic. But for the most part, that carpool lane's flying. Gots to you, baby. Yeah.
0: Before we talk about our travel proclivities, should we talk about some other pieces of cinema? What are you watching? So, I went and saw Spencer. Okay, tell me more.
1: Kristen Stewart. uh, Oh,
0: right, now I'm in.
1: Yes. Is she transcendent? She's very good. So here's what I have to say though. I am not the biggest Kristen Stewart fan. I've liked her in certain projects, but for the most part, every role is like the exact same. And Mm -hmm. this role of Diana, allows for her type of acting uncomfortable in the skin anxiety riddled and she fucking crushes it and she transforms she looks like diana and uh obviously the movie is like a fictional take on the divorce like her deciding to leave uh her husband but it's done in such a way that you just feel tense and eerie throughout this whole movie from the start of it there's like the score that's happening and it's very tense and you're on this like beautiful property and then you see military trucks coming and you're like oh shit what the fuck's this like why is it so tense right now and it's tense all the way up to them going inside of the kitchen dropping off massive crates and it's all food it's just like this eerie tense feeling and everything is a big deal and they're, it's a big deal for food. Like it's, yeah, so it, well, it's, it's just such a big deal for her. <laughs> yeah, and the way
0: she tells the story is that she was, you know, comp- I mean a kid, literally, a, a basically like a teenager when all of this starts for her, but also being sort of unprepared and how could anybody be prepared for that experience? So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see that treatment of it because it is just so fucking strange. Everything about the entire existence as a royal person is just bizarre on its face, man. It has to be the creepiest, strangest existence. And uh, I'm glad to hear
1: it was treated as such. Bizarre. I liked it a lot. Cool. Then I went and saw Tick, Tick, Boom. What is that? It is uh, the jonathan jonathan larson who like created rent okay. uh his play right before rent was like his one man not one man show because he has his friends performing with him but it's mainly like him on piano and they accompany him okay. it's called kick tick boom and lin-manuel miranda adapted that into his like st- his biography like telling that story because it is so hard so wholeheartedly himself and it's a it's right before rent so it's about the struggle of a guy who never got to do anything and it's really it's really well done the music's not all like great uh but it andrew garfield plays jonathan larson and he fucking crushes it and gives such an emotional performance dude i was all on board for it yeah i like andrew garfield Uh, I think you'll definitely dig on it. Like, it is a musical. I know you're not the biggest musical guy, but... I'm coming around, man. Uh, You know, (laughs) it's been
0: a strange few years, and I've just been plowing through tons of movies for lots of different reasons. And so I'll jump in real quick to talk about a movie I'm not going to talk about, which is the other Boleyn Girl. And Uh, the the remake, the one
1: with uh, Natalie and...
0: uh... Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson and Eric Bana. Um, sure the cost I was just I would look at it and be like wow that's tremendous costuming great (laughs) you know and I was just sort of happy about it so I find myself increasingly drawn to the spectacle of cinema and musicals
1: really bring it you know well and Lin-Manuel for his first time actually directing a feature film he's very quick and snappy with his uh, camera directing and it really pulls you along
0: (laughs) to the surprise of no one (laughs)
1: <laughs> right what else you got buddy uh okay and now we jump into tom arnold triple feature which the last one <laughs> awesome. the last one is carpool so no and, and then the first one is true lies no so here's the great thing 1996 was a crazy year for tom arnold he had three <laughs> movies he had three movies Just lay it on me dude let's do tom arnold right now okay Big bully okay yeah. rewatch that i I still love it. it it it's it's very like uh a prankster humor, so sure. okay, it's really ridiculous, and a lot of stuff, but man, I go with it it's okay, um. Go ahead, what were you gonna say? Well, just Rick Moranis brings such a
0: energy to everything that he's in, so I'm really curious to see what that dynamic is like, you know. And oh, you and, should what watch pull out of it. I, you, you know, remember it from when I was 12, I guess, but yeah, I'll give it another go. Uh, and then The
1: Stupids, John Landis' <laughs> The Stupids Jesus
0: Christ, yeah, wow, you are blowing my mind. I have yeah. seen these movies, and they all. Honestly, they all file under the category to me of like, I wish Tom Arnold wasn't in him. And I probably would like, like, everything you're saying is like, oh yeah, John Landis is in this crazy movie or directed this crazy movie about like just absurd, absurd satire and like, not satire, but like slapstick parody dumbness. You know, I love, I just was professing
1: my love for spectacle. Uh, Honestly, I think Tom Arnold helps drive it because he is such a energetic force i really love him
0: (laughs) he's definitely an energetic force that is one way to say addicted
1: to cocaine well yeah yes (laughs) absolutely um but i think the stupids does what it was exactly supposed to uh, it was supposed to do yeah obviously you're watching an hour 20 minutes of this fucking great like the fact that this did get made is truly bizarre that they yeah. sold a plot about a family that thinks someone's stealing their trash and it leads them on this whole conspiracy theory thing. and it's bananas that it continues for an hour and 20 minutes but man do i go with it because they nail some very stupid humor they do yeah
0: and we'll get more to it just imagine it with more talented people, and how incredible that could have been. I think for the '90s, man, Tom
1: Arnold is is that. I think that he he like for these types of what, movies. What do you what? think they could have got to make this better, though? Um, who? Okay, is are we it? moving on to carpool now, or stupid? okay? No, let's let's
0: because uh, I got some movies I want to talk about. Okay, and then yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. into Dreamcasting against Tom Arnold because there's. <laughs> so much to say um yeah i i like all of those movies i just haven't thought of any of them in a long time and that's another thing i want to get back to is that what you got anything else
1: oh that was the last well, carpools the last one yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> right on i also watched carpool most recently <laughs> um i watched in the line of fire for the first time since i was a kid and like kind of over my mom's shoulder i'm pretty
1: sure Clint Eastwood baby yeah doesn't he have that great like asshole line in that movie he has a great piss on your grave line in that movie
0: (laughs) like John Malkovich is acting his face off telephone it's a lot of telephone in this movie I don't think they were ever on the same set I mean you know obviously once or twice but they're having a phone call and John Malkovich is giving it and (laughs) Clint Eastwood just goes oh yeah well I'm gonna piss on your grave And that's the end of the scene. Fucking heck! That movie is a lot of fun for what it is sort of at this point. It plays like self-parody straight up. He's taught, uh, like, part of the plot of the movie is how he's too old to do the job. And then they also put a love interest in the story that just shouldn't be there ever. Uh, Whatever. I... It's a fascinating movie, but not a very good one. How about that?
1: Interesting. Yeah, I have not seen that in so long. I feel like I might be mistaken. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen it. I just, I barely remember it. Yeah, he makes a wooden gun and he shoots some hunters
0: with it. It's pretty bitching. Bitching. Yeah, it's uh, a movie. What about, oh, speaking of musicals, uh, well, I don't know dance movies, maybe they're not musicals, but I'm working my way through the Step Up movies. Yeah, not musical. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, not musicals, but dance movies. Uh-huh. And like, the spectacle of cinema, it's working on me. And I think John M. Chu deserves a lot of credit for being a very good director because what's happening is they're basic, you know, they're the same plot over and over again. The second one actually has a bit of charm to it I don't know if they're. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I'm with the first two. I think I've even seen the third one, which was like not bad, but I just stopped watching it after that. Like they're just dance movies. Yeah, but yeah. You go yeah. there to see the dancing. And
0: the dancing is really fucking good, man. Yeah, it <laughs> it like he's an incredible visual director, and even like a rom com that he brings so much fucking flair to that the world goes crazy over rich Is agents. it the same director for all of them? Uh, or did yeah. he just do He two. jumps out at a certain point. Two and three, for sure. Okay. And then I don't know how far in he goes. I just wrapped up the third one. Um, and like I said, it, it's definitely flatter and suffers from having to do some 3D sequences, but also benefits that's, that's from... That's right. Yep. That is the last one I saw. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the 3D sequences are cool 3D sequences, and
1: some of them are dumb 3D sequences. I feel like I was working at the the uh, at the theater when the fourth one came out, and I, if I remember correctly, there's like a big competition at the end. But there's like- <laughs> what? No, that's I you're think, thinking of a different movie. Dylan. I think I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, but uh, they use like, um, you know how, and uh, uh, like, uh, like extreme ninja warrior or whatever those shows are like I how know what we, those shows are yeah the end of it like they usually have to run and like like jump up a wall like super high and grab on to, <laughs> to pull themselves up. yeah if i remember correctly they use that in like a dance sequence that's the second one
0: I, i'm pretty uh, sure because the second one also has the like trampolines well, in the dance floor and a, a vaguely like extreme sports
1: Okay, yeah. I don't, even, I, don't I don't even remember. I know I've seen the first three. Uh, they're all delightful. How about that? Looking and at- then, speaking
0: of delight, man, like le- legit, actual delight was the sensation watching the movie. Was Be Kind Rewind? I wasn't the biggest fan when I first saw that. I love it, man. I could watch. If, I haven't seen it since. So. If Jack Black and most Deaf had done. A million buddy comedies. Like if they had been our generations prior and
1: Wilder, I would. Cool. I would have been for cool that.
0: They're both so charming as individuals, and their scenes together are just a delight. They're just you know on the exact same wavelength with each other and really pinging off. And then it's so celebratory of movies specifically, but the creative spirit and the way that art serves the community and. I really like Michel Gondry as a filmmaker and I wonder if it's because he doesn't really do Hollywood movies. I mean, I know that's a trite thing to say, but he comes at it from just such a different perspective has, and his movies yeah, are he has also a inventive
1: very great visual style. He has a very unique inventive style.
0: And he, you know, generally engages in movies that have unique plotting mechanisms as well. He's not going to give you a a straight kind of hero's journey or you know, deliver the baby kind of arc. Um, so I just, yeah, it was like, this is so, you know, delight. It was a delight. It was just like a literal pure delight watching that movie.
1: Hmm.
0: Speaking of pure delights, um, Carpool.
1: Yes. Yes. Let's talk about it, buddy. So
0: should we get back to Tom Arnold? No, let's just talk about this movie a little bit. I want to let the Tom Arnold thing simmer, you know, and and let's kind of keep in the background who are our comedic stars and who might have been better here if this movie could have been maybe tuned up just a little bit because I really liked this movie. I think there's a lot here to like, and it's better than it has any fucking right being. It's... (laughs) pretty damn good
1: I mean I'm gonna give that to Arthur Hiller the director too because he's a okay. big director and he fucking has made some great movies this is I, yeah have I have to talk about Arthur Hiller let's yeah.
0: start right there because okay. in some circles he's a literal legend you know oh. what I mean like the dude worked with Chayefsky and Neil Simon and you know is uh, like Elaine May's best friend and but he's a very talented filmmaker and Oscar nominated, right? And he made, uh, what's the, t- uh, No Tomorrow? No, what is the, uh, sorry. The Out-of-Towners, right? Yeah, No Tomorrow. <laughs> sorry.
1: He's got yeah. one and he's got one like that. I was looking over his credit, but he uh, also- The In-Laws, which is very funny movie. the uh, story was the Oscar
0: nominated, right?
1: Um, I don't know. I think he got a director nod for that one. And
0: actually, speaking of Pryor and Wilder, he did a bunch of those. But yes, see No Evil,
1: Here No Evil,
0: Silver yeah. Street. I think those are the two worst. Like it's the, Those are the <laughs> last ones on the list, man. They're, they're pretty rough,
1: honestly. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, he did The Hospital, which is the Chayosky one, which, right. fuck, that's a very odd, funny movie. Like, it's, it's a dark one.
0: So he does odd funny, you know, he's in that circle and Neil Simon's another one whose plays are like very dark and then really hilarious and then kind of strange and sort of light. And then like something really dark happens, but you know, um, he's can do the balance but we're certainly towards the end of the streak here. And it comes in after a lot of rough movies. I'm nobody to talk down on Arthur Hiller I actually think his involvement in this movie along with a lot of people maybe elevates it from like what here's my belief. Cause I also want to talk about the writer, Don Reimer. Uh-huh. I think this is his spec script that got him sort of out of TV and into the Holly, you know, the studio system because he, his credits are a whole lot of sequels.
1: Uh-huh. And uh-huh before carpool a bunch of tv series and tv movies right but also uh deck the halls
0: which is an absolutely unhinged movie that i I
1: kind of enjoy oh yeah i kind of enjoy it too i like dude people fucking will hate on me for this but yes i enjoy deck the halls and i also fucking enjoy christmas with the (laughs) cranks
0: I mean, John Grisham is going to give it to you. So he's, the, he's, he's serving it up on a platter. Don I mean, Reimer they can also is. give me
1: shit for love and carpool too, but.
0: Okay. So watching this movie, but I, before looking it up at the end and trying to figure out the story of this thing throughout it, I'm having a lot of fun and we can run down some bits and jokes. And I'm just like this, uh-huh. it, it feels like pretty good. And like, there are moments where, so the, when they're watching the soap opera, and the line is, there's the woman on the, sitting on the bed, and she's like, and now you're sleeping with my mother? Hi, hi, you're a terrible father, or whatever the delivery is. It's much sharper than that. But, and then the news cuts in. huh. They had to write that and shoot that somewhere else to put that on screen. That's very intentional and hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a dumbass kids movie starring Tom Arnold in 1996 doesn't need to have it. But Don is a- Reimer is putting something into this because he's trying to break into the system and he knows how stories work. And Arthur Hiller knows a good fucking gag. So <laughs>
1: when the gags pop up, they generally work pretty well, man. Oh, man. I am right there with you. This, <clears throat> I've loved this since I was a child and it this movie like introduced me to what gourmet was i uh, like i didn't know what the fuck gourmet meant until i saw this movie and then i asked mom <laughs> and uh uh yeah no i think in kim Coates, fucking as that detective some great lines and <laughs> some really good funny lines yeah. actually everyone has some funny lines Rhea perlman has some great lines Rhea perlman's
0: delivery of like not on the job where like the kid asks her have you ever shot anybody
1: and she's like no not on the job or whatever oh, no. she, uh, she says uh on close. the job says, no, have you that's shot really anybody? and she just goes on the job no no <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> also <laughs> the dad when he's like pitching a solution for something is uh like baseball no i think it could work for both uh-huh <laughs>
1: The delivery and, is delightful, and switching hands. <laughs> uh, Kim, Kim broke my record. Oh my god!
0: Also, <laughs> the the weird kid is like you know real standard movie stuff. They've had uh, him tested for what? Who knows? But science has declared he's doesn't have weird antibodies. I guess.
1: Yeah, and, uh, but, but David Kamer has a great line to that kid when he says, "I've been testing, He goes. <laughs> Uh, are you sure you didn't cheat (laughs) right they keep
0: going back to that well of like no he has been tested for what we don't know but Uh, at one point he that kid describes like super gluing his eyeballs open and then he sneezed (laughs) come on that's fucking hilarious that is objectively very very funny oh man i'm i'm right there with you Uh, (laughs) also but here's the thing okay so great bit that ends up bailing out because it's a kid movie is like the news reporter when he first learns there's kids in the van starts breaking down
1: yeah what kind of sick demented person would take a group of children hostage i god i don't I don't think I've ever seen anything so quite (laughs) serious in the 12 years of my news career, whatever he says.
0: Smash cut to the group of kids going wild. And it's like, Oh, they don't deserve his pity. It's so much funnier to watch him lose composure doing his job. And he's giving that performance at least a little bit. They got to dial it in because of the movie that it is. I just sort of wish. (laughs) I wish everybody there's a, cut of this movie you know there's a cut of this movie that's like borderline r you know like uh, maybe. sorry i mean borderline nc-17 there's a hard r cut of this movie that is like demented and i would love to see it
1: Hell yeah uh i quote this movie constantly in my apartment and my roommate has never seen this movie so it and i don't tell him what it's from so it just goes right over his head but whenever like we're going somewhere and i'm ready before him i'll be like i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> and he doesn't know what that is and then i also do whenever he says like a snarky comment i'll be like <laughs> like the old <laughs> the old woman with the gun <laughs> the,
0: there is so much going let's talk about that scene cuz there is so much going on in that standoff yeah there it is a huge exposition dump and we're doing it pretty well there's a lot of people pointing guns at each other the way that that all comes together for me I like I had whiplash because I was still reeling from the fact that is Tom Arnold from the circus like his backstory is bonkers in this movie dude
1: it is dude and his mom is very funny the voice of that woman it's three people that play her voice three people
0: (laughs) three different males play his mom because it's a 90s movie although since we're on the topic there's a couple of points where this movie does gay panic like way better than other movies where they they, like the guy comes into the restroom and he's like oh shit are we doing a a hand job and they're just like oh no no
1: (laughs) Uh, and he's like okay sorry and then that's the he's end of that just, uh, oh conga line right Can I <laughs> and he's like no no man we're good he's like okay <laughs>
0: that's it we move on
1: uh, uh this uh it's a delight man it's a very big delight and the chase through the mall i fucking love Everything with Rhea Perlman being dragged by a harpoon gun. <laughs> and then she dies
0: because she's a, a tiny old lady. <laughs> My God. The mall standoff also has a lot going on. There's
1: two big standoff set pieces that are <laughs> pretty nuts, man. And you get so much backstory for Kim Coates and Rhea Perlman. <laughs> 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 it's like so much. She's like, Left me at the altar. It's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: There's there is there's so much in it and everybody here is bringing so much to it. It's a little bit of a gem, man. I I, I I'm a little surprised. I thought this was going to be and to be fair, to be
1: fair, it is objectively terrible yes, a lot no, of the no, time. Like you got to be objectively terrible to any movie. It like it can be objectively terrible to anyone.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think there's pacing problems though, like even for a kid's movie or even for a comedy movie, like it, there's some story breaks. Like that the salon sequence is death, man. It just goes
1: on so fucking long. and They gotta spray paint the fucking van, man. I yeah. mean, the piece is long, but that's a joke in itself. That, yeah and
0: that's like one of the better jokes but we got to watch tom arnold do like three of his stand-up bits yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. To different
0: ladies in the salon and you know it, that's but a place where it goes better is when they literally cool off in the refrigerator truck i thought that was a good way to stop the action and kind of reset for a second it uh-huh. really it, it you know i think there's I've said it, very talented people here, a collection of really talented people that are elevating something or kind of managing. What, I think what I'm trying to say is that this could very easily be just a studio kid movie, right? Heartless and cheap and nothing. And yet it's got a lot going for it and it's because Rhea Perlman is here and Tom Arnold is giving his fucking all and um what's his uh sorry the dad's name just flew out of my head
1: david pamer pamer
0: is a great that guy you know an all-timer that guy and he's on fire through a lot of it the writer is strong arthur Hiller is a literal legend Mm -hmm. (laughs) this movie is maybe better than good it's like full stop good
1: you know yeah out of big bully and the stupids like carpool i love the best out of all of them but big bully actually also is like critically panned and tear and fucking people hated it but sure. man it's got like some great prank humor it's like ridiculous stuff but it it works it's almost like a fucking slapsticky cartoon in a way okay i would totally have to watch it again and i I absolutely
0: will because i want to see what rick moranis is bringing to that thing
1: yeah rick moranis we need you man come back buddy
0: do you you know um i think his story serves as an example that we we need in our society that's true he fucking did right hell yeah he's taking care of business it's uh that's rad man and uh, Hollywood is dumb and bad, so if you have the option to not do it and
1: instead love your family, Definitely. you should. Although his, I think all of his kids are now much older and, like, out of the house.
0: Yeah, and I think he's talking about, you know, there's them rumors of him sliding Doing back himself. in, so we'll see what
1: happens. Just do something with, like, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and, like, just do yeah. something fun for yourself. Don't do anything grandiose or big just go for what you love and want to do with friends
0: yeah or do like a weird little play that you like somewhere in upstate new york that'd be pretty cool yeah go go that route you know make everybody want to see it i would love to go i want to talk I, about the similarity of this movie to last week's movie in that it is about a robbery gone wrong where they have to confiscate a stupid vehicle and kidnap a kid so that they can get away
1: i'm uh, basically
0: the exact same plot as the river wild
1: yeah just i don't know yeah you're right you switch out the boat for a minute except except tom arnold much more likable than kevin bacon (laughs) yeah and pamer way sexier than street way sexier than street um rob steigers in this movie too like coming yeah. up with hammerman at the end and then in the very end when they're like co-owners of the fucking carnival hammerman open up a donut shop in the carnival and he runs it what isn't this dude like a billionaire okay but the
0: movie has an actual arc for everybody it could bail out on all of this shit but everybody's arc is centered on the same theme We all need to access our inner child and loosen up. We need to understand, much like Rick Moranis demonstrates for us, that work is not the zenith of our existence. We must value ourselves and our time and our families.
1: Did you say Rick Moranis? Yeah. In what movie? In his life, Dylan. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the movie in general. I'm talking about this movie in general Okay. and Rick Moranis and Rick as a, a model of human existence. I would have loved to am not saying David Paymer is bad. I love him in this movie. But if Rick Moranis was the dad, that'd be pretty cool too.
0: So let's come back to who would have been better than Tom Arnold. Because <laughs> imagine if it's not Tom Arnold starring in this movie and it's Arthur Hiller and Kim Coteas is acting a damn fucking fool in here. So, like, this is a slightly different movie, but Schwarzenegger doing the kindergarten cop thing makes this a, a way more expensive movie, and then we can pull off a lot cooler shit than some of the stuff that we saw. Eh, it doesn't need Schwarzenegger, though. No, and Schwarzenegger
1: can't land the sort of, like, normal guy raised in a circus thing, uh, right? It, it, that, like, why I love... Uh, this character Franklin like for Tom Arnold like is the like he's very quick and snappy and he's always got something to say right after and he's just very quick. Well so I mean Jim Carrey, right, would be the quick winner to go along with that. Yeah, but but he can't do that at this time.
0: No and I think you need like an everyman kind of energy and like a real not even an everyman necessarily but like a vulnerability.
1: So Uh
0: I'll give you two SNL guys that I think would have done better either of them which is Farley number 1 okay. makes this a 1000 times yeah. better
1: movie because he can bring yeah, yeah, more yeah. energy yeah, and the yeah, same yeah. and okay yeah I mean I would love to see Farley do this where 96 he was he was fucking Tommy boy he could have been yeah. You know, they could have stalled this it a year and then it's
0: a better, whatever. But it's a different I movie. It's, it's under a
1: contract though with sure. Biocon,
0: yeah. or Paramount. And- um, but Sandler also could have done this and it could have fit right in the Happy Madison universe. It would have been a grosser movie, but it could have gotten darker because Happy Madison has that
1: edge to it already. Yeah, but I don't think Arthur Hiller would make a Happy Madison movie. Fair enough. He's looking... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But I like Farley for the Tom Arnold character. He was probably a little too young at this time because like Tom Arnold's definitely pushing 40 here and Chris Farley's 25.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but I think the, and if it had been Farley, it might've, the sort of kid who ran away to the circus thing would have read a little more clearly. You know, you wouldn't have
1: had oh, to... do no, I see Tom Arnold as a carny?
0: <laughs> I but see not his Tom... mom.
1: <laughs> His mom's always like, be careful of them people. They're carnival people. But, right, so he I see Tom carnival. Arnold,
0: he, he's a carny, exactly. You don't trust him, you don't want to be near him. But Chris he's so sweet. Is a Exactly, he's so sweet. He's a guy, he's the kid who ran away to the circus, and that's why all the other kids trust him. Uh-huh all right i've made my case for chris
1: farley that's over i get it i get it so, uh so that's some dream casting that's cool i'm in on that you got anything else here um rachel lee cooks in this movie sure is might be her first movie right i have some ideas about that but we should talk about it when we oh no tom and it. huck tom and huck and babysitters club I love me some Tom and Huff, baby. All right,
0: stop looking at her filmography.
1: Oh, are we doing a Yep, I got a game for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. Hold on, I'm closing out of it right the fuck now.
0: In honor of the female lead of this movie, we're gonna play Rhea Pearlman, Ron Pearlman, or an actual Pearl. (laughs) Just kidding. That game uh, is fun on paper, but it's all Ron Perlman movies because Rhea Perlman hasn't done a lot of film outside of a Very funny title. (laughs) And the only Pearl movie is The Girl with the Pearl earring. It just, you know, that's it. Or The Curse of the Black Pearl. Anyways, we're not playing that. We are going to play, let's jump down to it, a game in honor of Rachel Lee Cook. We're going to play. Wait, hang on, sorry. I mistitled it because I had a different version of it, but it is Rachel Lee Cook, Jennifer Jason Lee, or Evan Rachel Wood.
1: Rachel Lee Cook, Jennifer Jason Lee, or Evan Rachel Wood.
0: That's right. We okay. were going to play Rachel Lee Cook, Evan Rachel Wood, or Rachel Hurd Wood, but Rachel Hurd Wood has only been in like one movie that anybody saw. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we're going to play jennifer jason lee rachel lee cook or evan rachel wood i'm going to give you a movie you're going to tell me which of these three ladies was in that movie are you ready you named one of them already tom and huck
1: rachel lee cook okay what about 13 evan rachel wood okay what about get carter jennifer jason lee rachel lee cook okay damn i I, that's the stallone one yeah 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 yeah. nah (laughs) (laughs) what about the woman in the window woman in the window Ooh, i don't know this title can i get amy
0: 2021 baby amy adams there's a woman in the window oh
1: that fucking movie yeah 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 i'm gonna say it's jennifer jason lee
0: it's jennifer jason lee
1: what about Kajillionaire? Evan Rachel Wood. What about the Ides of March? Jennifer Jason Lee. Evan Rachel Wood. And Evan Rachel Wood. That's right. No. She's... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shut up. I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, Evan okay, Rachel okay. <laughs> Fuck, I knew that too. Damn it. What about Anomalisa? Jennifer Jason Lee. Nice one.
0: What about practical magic
1: uh oh it's uh uh evan rachel wood it is evan rachel wood yeah yeah she's the little girl yeah yeah yeah. what about backdraft backdraft okay it's probably one of two Mm. and i want to go with the older one so jennifer jason lee well done sir I haven't right. seen dropped in a minute. That's a great one.
0: What about the wrestler?
1: Evan Rachel Wood.
0: How about we're getting down to just kind of legendary titles here. So let's burn through
1: them fast times. Jennifer Jason Lee. She's all that. Rachel Lee Cook
0: <laughs> Cook. Hudsucker
1: Proxy. Hudsucker Proxy. Jennifer Jason Lee
0: she's so good in that i mean she's so good jennifer jason lee is just amazing but damn is she good in that movie uh what about across the universe maybe not a legendary title evan rachel wood josie and the pussycats
1: rachel lee cook
0: so good of a movie
1: i love josie and the pussycats very funny movie
0: yeah yeah uh how about simone sim one
1: the al pacino uh yeah i'm gonna s- that's a that could be a toss-up it's probably either jennifer jason lee or evan rachel wood so i'm gonna say it's jennifer jason lee
0: it's evan rachel wood ah! uh, yep you blew
1: it yeah 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 yeah
0: you did very well friend i wasn't keeping track of the score because the points don't matter uh it's very who's line up in here so now we got one more game to play. Are you ready for it? It's an actual game this time. That's Actually, it's the same game as before, but this time it's two Canadian legends of stage and screen. Kim oh. Coates, speaking of over-the-top performances. So we're going to play Kim Coates, Ilias Koteas, or both? Ilias, which one's that? hmm well i'll throw out some titles and you'll have to tell me teenage mutant ninja turtles
1: Ilias cortez elias <laughs> coteas
0: elias Cortez. <laughs>
1: elias cortez. <laughs> i don't know how to say his name either but that's the guy we're talking about are you in sure how about i still can't put like a mental image to him for some reason he is a very
0: good actor that's in... okay did you see let me in the remake of the the vampire movie, the American one. I
1: did not.
0: Oh my god, you're killing me here. Have you seen uh, other movies? Any movies, Dylan?
1: Hit, what's his, What's his name? Let me just give it. Yeah, a... look
0: up a picture of Elias Cotes. It's, so it's E L
1: I A. Okay, you got him. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That cool. guy. That guy.
0: <laughs> okay, so to start over, we're going to play Kim Coates. Elias Coteas, or both. Okay. Which one of those fellas is in Sim 1? Simone. Elias Coteas. It is. Okay, but which one was in the island? Kim
1: Coates. Okay, both. but which one, it's not both. It's not both. That's the Michael Bay one, right? Yes. Okay, I'm I think it's Kim Coates. It is Kim Coates. Which one was in Gattaca? Elias Koteis.
0: Okay, but which one was in The
1: Last Boy Scout? Both. No. Fuck, I just rewatched that too. It's Kim uh, Coates. It is Coates, okay.
0: How about uh, our personal favorite western on this show, Open Range? Good one, Coates. Coates,
1: baby... Uh, did you see Look Who's Talking to. Not since I was a child. One of them is in that movie. Uh, I'm going to say Elias Kataeus.
0: You did it well, sir. How about Bad Boys?
1: The first one? Um, um, Elias Kataeus. Kim Coates. Ooh, I don't remember him in that movie.
0: Do you remember The Prophecy?
1: Hmm. But not like great. But I'm going to have to say that... Elias Cortez.
0: Nice one. Um, I'm a big fan of Goon. How did you feel about Goon?
1: I like Goon. I like Goon, too. Which Is it
0: Cortez? It
1: might be Cortez. Elias Cortez?
0: What? No, it can't be it. He both spells and pronounces his name differently.
1: Uh,
0: I believe it's a Greek name.
1: Okay, okay. I don't fucking know. Cortez. What, what was the last one you said?
0: Goon. The Goon. Sean William Scott hockey.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Mm, I don't remember. I'm going to yeah, have to.
0: Yeah, you can picture both of those guys in hockey gear, can't you? Yeah,
1: I'm going to go. Elias. Kim. Kim, fuck me.
0: Can you picture both of those guys in army gear in the thin red line?
1: <laughs> that movie has so many people yeah. I could picture both of them in it
0: <laughs> but only one of them is I'll give you that much
1: and I'm gonna say it's Coates
0: you gotta say a first name man cause we don't know how to pronounce this last name Kim it's Coteus. Elias it's, it's Elias it is Elias Elias <gasps> Benjamin, what about Cronenberg's crash I've never seen it I haven't either actually we should uh, maybe do it I think it's like 96
1: yeah 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 I'd be down uh I want to say Kim Coates I don't know though
0: it's Elias Coteas and when we get to crash that's when like shit gets real on made in the 90s
1: Ooh,
0: you take things seriously folks okay what about the client
1: who is sweatier Oh, my God. I could see them both in it. Fuck. That sucks. I can't remember. We need to do The Client, too. It's such a great movie. It is a great
0: movie. I love The Grishams. Um, they are both Canadian men with fairly, I don't want to say severe features, but, like, kind of sharp features. They're, they can be gaunt. They are dark-featured, also. They have dark hair and dark eyes. And, like, they play a lot of similar character roles and they're both really, really good actors who can be super small and menacing or mm. fucking Casey Jones or the silly ass cop, you know? Fuck. Okay. Well, I'm
1: just going to say that one's
0: Coates. I was wait, what was the movie? <laughs> yeah, that's Coates. Coates is the sweatier man. Yes. Um, Okay, last one on the list. Have you ever seen Skinwalkers from 2007? No. I haven't either. But they (laughs) are both in it. Oh. Skinwalkers. So if you wanted to see a, a Canadian character actor off, you know, like do a mirror kind of thing, that's the place to get it. Okay. Okay. You got anything else about Carpool or Coates or Cateus or Lee or Wood or uh, the Jason, Jennifer. God damn it. I've lost myself in a sea of names.
1: Nope. We're all good. See ya.